urgent news i don't even have time to even welcome you to my podcast today because i've been dying to share this news with you so hide your grandpas hide your sons maybe even hide your husbands because i'm single again and the best way to cure a broken heart obviously is to have sex with um absolutely as many people as possible in order to forget that um, the fact that the possibility of dying alone is becoming more and more real with each passing day, and that the person you pictured yourself growing old with realized that uh, you would probably make a really hideous older woman where both of your uh, upper and lower fat rolls stick out as far as your boobs, so like the front of your body looks like an inflatable pool raft and probably have more crow's feet than in the movie the birds and your body will just be like covered in random liver spots it's making you look like the inside of a microwave but it's like one of the microwaves that you have at your office and everybody uses it and like nobody ever cleans it so it's just like full of random specks of shit and and whatnot um but yeah so um I'm single. Uh, it wasn't because like one of us cheated and for the first time in my life, uh, it wasn't because he was gay yet, at least. Who knows? Uh, we live sort of far away and um, what with the commute and never having time to spend with one another, we realized we're both still really young and missing out on lots of uh, sexual opportunities that everyone should probably experience before um you know they settle down for life um such as like calling your friends after hooking up with someone new and describing their penis in like extreme detail including like smell taste size and a vegetable that it closely compares to and um also because I, I no longer live with my parents, I'm now free to be like as loud as I want during sex so I can just say stuff like, yes, oh my god, without my mom knocking on the door letting me know she's there because she thought I was like, where's my mom, which has happened several times to me. Um, I still love them with like almost every inch of my heart. I mean, there's a few inches saved for donuts with various glazes on them and hamburgers, obviously. Um, but we're both just like free spirits, just need to float around and like find ourselves and some shit like that. I don't know. I'm assuming I'll probably just find myself in a shopper's drug mart looking for plan B, which ironically is usually my plan A. And I was kind of drunk um, when we were having our breakup talk, but I do remember we were crying a lot, and then then we had some sex. So in my head, I'm thinking like, oh my god, like this is going to be just like a movie. We love each other, but we can't be together because it's crushing our souls, and we're about to make love for like potentially the last time. It's going to be so slow and romantic, and maybe I'll even like make eye contact for dramatic effect, and just, oh my god, 
gonna be so beautiful it's gonna be so beautiful but like two minutes in my feet were like high-fiving the ceiling fan and he's going at me like I was a stubborn toilet clog while calling me a whore which like normally I'm all for but this just like seemed kind of like the wrong time like farting in an elevator or something then the next morning we had um, another heartbreaking chat and then it was time to determine the custody of all the things we've purchased for each other. Now, I imagine a normal adult conversation would sound something like, oh, you can keep the throw rug, honey. It doesn't match my table. Like, oh, thank you. Would you like to keep the television? I have an extra one at my parents' house. But when we broke up, this is pretty much how the conversation went. Can I keep my auction figures you bought for me? Like, sure. Can I keep the stuffed walrus you bought for me? Sure. And then I grabbed my bag of essentials that I keep at his house in a drawer that um, he let me inhabit. Um, the bag included a, a stick of deodorant, a razor, and a pair of underwear, which is kind of weird because I barely ever used any of those items anyway. And then um, I left, and I haven't uh, seen him since. So I spent the first week watching Sex in the City a lot um, and eating popcorn and crying, which is kind of pathetic because I wasn't even watching like the show Sex in the City. I just watched the movie over and over and over and over again. And then one day, um, my family-sized bag of Chicago mixed popcorn ran out, which, by the way, was enough to not only feed a family but probably the actual entire city of Chicago so um there I was with no popcorn and no boyfriend and I decided that I had to stop being a punk ass bitch and use what I've learned from sex in the city to make myself you know like a better person and also so it felt like a little bit less like I wasted a whole week of my life by watching this movie 600 times so I dyed my hair brand new color, just like Carrie did, and I started running again, just like Charlotte did, and I decided to go forth and, and bang someone new, like Samantha does. So, now, uh, uh, as for Miranda, I'm not sure if you actually seen the movie, but um, she has quite the 70s porn bush going on, um, which ultimately led to ruining her marriage. Now... The last time I was heartbroken, I went a, a very, very, very long time without having sex. And my pubic hair grew so long that it would sort of peek out the top of my pants on occasion. Like when I was reaching for something up high or forgot to wear a belt or like standing or breathing. And remembering this, my friends forced me to get a Tinder account because um, they were prepared for another season. Or sorry, they were not not prepared for another season of uh, listening to me whine about um, how much agony I was in because of how like itchy my crotch was and they didn't understand why I just didn't shave it and I tried to explain that in some Asian cultures having long pubic hair is actually considered quite lucky and then they would have to be uh, have to explain to me that um, a I was an Asian and b my life is terrible and luck certainly avoids me with or without a massive bush in my pants. Then I explained to them that um, I sort of pictured my bush to be like the tree from Pocahontas. Like, uh, I believe her name was uh, Grandmother Willow. And like, sure, she's old and big and absolutely terrifying to look at. But she holds so much freaking wisdom. It's ridiculous. Like, 
She's seen so much, and the stories she can tell are just absolutely inspiring. And then my friend reminded me that uh, even if my pubic hair could tell stories, they would be very sad ones that start off with, like, so Chelsea's hand came down here last night, and uh, I considered that a very valid point. So I got a Tinder account, and the logistics of Tinder are easy. So, like, if you're into the person, you swipe right. If you aren't, you swipe left, which is pretty simple. But uh, for overthinkers, such as yours truly, uh, it can be quite exhausting sometimes. Um, first of all, if, if you aren't really into the guy for whatever reason and decide to swipe left, a big red, like, nope sign appears. Just like, like a void stamp, kind of like just a big red mean looking nope appears across their picture and I know they can't see it but I just feel so like rude when I swipe left nope like why can't it just say something a little nicer like maybe like no thank you or you have a a lot of great qualities but I'm looking for somebody with a little more in common with myself that way I can swipe left without feeling like such a bitch like I just feel so bad judging people just by looking at like a couple pictures of them and reading a sentence or two about like what they like to do for fun like when I picture me swiping through tinder i imagine i'm like some sort of secret like inside a secret villain lair and i have this huge control board and like a gigantic screen like the size of the whole wall and i'm just sitting in one of those rolly chairs that's just really unnecessarily large and my feet are up on the control board and i'm just sitting there like in a cape and a glass of brandy and i pull up my tinder on my giant screen and i just say what's wrong with every single guy i swipe past like too old nope like it just it just feels so wrong and i'm really picky like i have absolutely no right to be picky at all because i'm no prize pig myself like i'm not even a pig that you would consider even entering into the contest at the fair like i'm probably probably not even a pig worth eating i'd say that like maybe i'm a petting zoo pig like i'm okay to look at once in a while on a sunday afternoon but i don't make you crave a ham sandwich or anything so Here I am, just like a super average, run-of-the-mill human being, passing up potentially like decent guys because I'm scared I'll actually match up with one of them and I'll actually have to talk to strangers and get to know them, which sounds exhausting. So here's just a small list of some of the reasons why I swiped left and gave the guys a nope. Two in shape, would look fat next to him. Name is Vijay, would never be able to stop laughing. Has a hat on, could be bald underneath. Looks like he could potentially sleep with me and then steal all my shit while I'm sleeping. Not smiling, could have bad teeth. Not enough tattoos. Too many tattoos. Already slept with him before. Has braces, has a child, he's gluten free. Lives in America, I'm not willing to pay bridge toll for dick. Self-employed, sounds iffy. Only has one eyebrow, bigger boobs than I have. Man bun, wearing glasses inside looks like my dad looks like my grandpa looks like someone else's grandpa like sriracha sauce and quoted nickelback so as you can see um i should probably learn to be a little bit more open-minded before using an app like tinder um i think the the quoted nickelback thing was was justified though but i mostly only 
swipe right for guys holding like really cute dogs but then i realized that it's not the dog looking for a companion it's it's the human and then i regret my decision i wish there was a way to um to put on tinder that you're only looking for a casual hookup in a dark room with no eye contact no sleepovers and no cuddles without actually sounding like a raging whore like if you have any ideas how I can portray this let me know I'd, I'd love to know um, I put up a, a photo of myself without makeup on because like I don't like lies and deceit and I do understand that gas is quite expensive so I'd rather just have men know what I truly look like before they spend money driving over to my house only to be greeted by like a really bad knockoff version of what they saw online but anyway, so a uh, single girl on Tinder, now living on her own, I realized it was probably time to pick up a few things that I may need, such as condoms. Um, okay, so I've never actually had to buy condoms before because I tried avoiding it as much as possible due to like the horrific embarrassment I figured I'd probably have to incur doing so. And when I was in high school... Um, I was dating my first boyfriend, and my cousin told me I should get some condoms just in case. And in high school, I was like a huge loser, and I was nowhere near ready to have sex. But my cousin, although younger than myself, was quite the experienced uh, sexual deviant, so I just figured maybe she was right. I mean, like, she was the one to teach me what most... Uh, sexual things meant and before I even seen a penis or knew what it did really she told me a story about how some dude ate her out on her washing machine and I had no idea what eating out meant unless it was Whopper Wednesday and my dad surprised us by taking us out to Burger King I didn't know what eating out meant so I was all like like eating out and she was like yeah like my vagina so, in my mind, I pictured, like, a vagina getting all dressed up in a nice, like, floral print dress and a pearl necklace, and a nice penis with a mustache wearing a button-up shirt and khakis comes to pick up the fancy vagina, and they go out for, like, a nice dinner at a place with cloth napkins and automatic toilets, but then I realized, like, that's so silly because penises don't have arms to button up a shirt. So goofy. And then I legit legitimately thought actually for several years that eating a girl out actually meant that you took a spoon and you scraped out whatever was inside of her vagina and ate it I I kid you not this is actually what I thought I'm kind of embarrassed to admit but um, I was actually absolutely mortified that that this was a thing that I may have to potentially do one day to keep a man but Hey, she knew what she was doing, right? So I considered her advice about the condoms and figured that, you know, having them wouldn't be the worst idea. Like, worst comes to worst, they expire, and I tie them to, like, the end of my pencils and use them as erasers or something. Um, however, at that age, I didn't have the money nor the balls to go buy condoms, so um, I would have rather eaten a stale ice cream cone, like, full of my own diarrhea than ask my parents to buy me condoms, so... I went to the Teen Health Center, and I told them I was doing a school project about safe sex, and if they could please give me some condoms to hand out as part of my presentation, that, that would be great. But they said no, which kind of makes me question like how legit the Teen Health Center is, because uh, they should have recognized my cry for help. Like A project 
on safe sex, like, please, lady, look at me. I have dental headgear and a pair of overalls with my name sewn on them. I clearly know nothing about sex, let alone how to have the safe kind. Like she probably took one look at me and figured giving me a condom would just be like a complete waste. It would probably be put to better use by like a much sluttier teen than myself. So, so I just sustained from, from having sex. And then once I was in college, those things just came free, like left and right. It's like they're being like thrown at me, especially the ones with penises already inside them. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, yeah, um, I've never had to buy condoms until now, now that I'm 27 and single it was time to buy my very first box of condoms, and I was actually absolutely terrified. So um, I decided to go to Shoppers Drug Mart at the mall. I figured it was probably best to choose like a large chain to purchase from, so I didn't have to embarrass myself in front of like a nice, wholesome family who were just trying to make ends meet with their ma and pa corner store, you know, so... I'm walking through the mall to get to shoppers and I'm just so incredibly nervous. I feel like everyone who walks by me is looking at me in disgust because they know what I'm there for. And I swear I heard this sweet old granny that walked by me call me a harlot. And I started to imagine how this would probably go down in the worst way possible. Like I'd walk into the store and as soon as I walk in, I would probably knock something over, trip over a display of perfume or something, knocking them all to the ground. And then everybody in the store would guess, like, <gasps> and they'd look over at me. And I would look up in horror, only to see the face of my kindergarten teacher, Mr. Brennan, looking at me, just shaking his head because he knew, he knew I was there for condoms. And then I would apologize for the mess, and then I'd continue down the makeup aisle. You know, just casual, pretending I was looking for mascara until, you know, I could work up the nerve to seek out the forbidden family planning aisle, which I don't understand why condoms would be there. They seem sort of like an anti-family planning device. But anyway, there I'd be in the makeup aisle when my grandma would come up to me and be like, Chelsea, what are you doing here? Wait, wait a minute. You're here buying condoms, you little Jezebel. Shame, shame on you and your loose ways. And then I'd run away in horror over to the condoms where a family of Christians would be standing singing songs about our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And they would all stop mid-hallelujah. They'd grab my left hand and point to my ringless wedding ring finger. And they'd be like, sex before marriage? Sin, sinner, burn in hell, you trollop. And then I'd just grab whatever box of condoms I could and I'd run towards the cash register, knocking over a display of suntan lotion in order to stall the groups of nuns chasing me and then out of breath I put my condoms on the register and I look up and the cashier would be Mother Teresa herself and I know she's passed away but I feel like that's just my luck Mother Teresa would come back to earth for one day as a cashier in Windsor Devonshire Mall Shoppers Drug Mart and she'd just look into my eyes and shake her head slowly and a single tear would roll down her cheek and I'd just grab the condoms and I'd run away without paying for them and then the security alarm would go off like wee 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 and then mall security who would obviously consist of Jason Statham, Liam Neeson and obviously Samuel L. Jackson for color diversity and I'd be running past all the stores pushing people over, running past the food court grabbing a free Chinese food sample for strength and then I'd bust out the doors almost to my car when Bruce Willis flying in a chopper shines his spotlight on me and it's game over and busted busted buying condoms oh god anyway 
I'm out of breath. That's, that's how I imagined it going down in my head. But uh, how it actually happened is actually only slightly less dramatic than that. So how it went down was I walked into the store and I'm thinking it's like a candy store and you just grab like a little plastic bag and pick and choose like a variety of condoms. Like, yeah, I'll take one for her pleasure, maybe a ribbed or two, a magnum just in case. And a cherry flavored for the sweet tooth. And then maybe like they would charge based on weight or something. But like, no, you have to buy an entire box. And there's like 10 condoms in there. And me getting laid once before they expire would be a bigger miracle than the rising of Jesus or like the Dorito taco. But 10 times, like, I don't really want to throw my money away like that. But uh, it seemed I had no choice. So I stood there staring at the boxes and boxes and boxes upon different kinds and I start to sweat because I have no fucking idea how to pick one out like isn't there a pamphlet or something that like lists has a chart or something and has the qualities and characteristics of each condom or like do I have to awkwardly stand there for a couple hours and just read every freaking box like there's no way I could barely stand there for 30 seconds without paranoia sinking in and I felt like I was just like viewing the Mona Lisa like I have enough time to maybe take a little gander, maybe a snapshot, and then I'd have to move on. So I pretend I was browsing the antacids next to the condoms, which I find to be quite a convenient place because, you know, nobody wants a stomachache or diarrhea when they're about to have sex. But um, really, I was uh, looking over the corner of my eye back at the condoms trying to decide what the fuck brand to purchase. Almost every single box claimed to be the thinnest condom ever. And I'm thinking, like, is this supposed to be a good thing? Like, won't the sperms get through there? Like, if a regular condom is, like, 98% effective, like, how effective are these ones? Am I willing to take the risk? I don't know. Also, should I get non-latex so, you know, no one can pull that little... Sorry, that little fake... I'm allergic to latex trick to get out of wearing a condom. Like, I don't no, I don't trust the pull-out game of men in today's society because, like, as a whole, we're pretty lazy, and I can't risk that. Also, would it be impolite of me to buy condoms that say her pleasure on them? Like, when I pull that out, would a guy think, like, what a selfish bitch because I really worry about having, like, proper manners sometimes, especially, like, bed, like bedside manners. So the pressure of choosing a condom was just starting to give me a panic attack. So I just grabbed whatever had 10 times the optimum points bonus on it, and I headed for the counter. So now 100% of the times that I've been to this location, there's been a sweet old woman working at the counter. And, you know, maybe that wouldn't be so bad. Like, she's probably seen a lot, you know, sexually. So she gets it, and also sweet old ladies don't intimidate me, except for the ones at the bingo, because those ones are terrifying. But anyway, um, it was just my luck that two guys my age were working the counter. I made eye contact with one, and I quickly turned down the closest aisle in order to avoid uh, further embarrassment. So I picked up a face scrub because I didn't want to only buy condoms. Like, what kind of monster does that? And also my face was very greasy, so whatever. So I have my scrub in one hand and my condoms in the other hand, and I take a deep breath, and I just go for it. I I put my items on the counter, and then my head tells me, Just say something. It's better to address the elephant in the room rather than to act like a normal person. So he says, how are you today? And he points to the condoms and I'm like, I'll be better tonight if you know what I mean. 
And then he starts to laugh, but like a kind of laugh where he wasn't sure if I was mentally handicapped or not. So he wasn't too sure if he should be laughing. And then I'm just like, I'm, I'm so sorry. I bet you hear that all the time. And then he was like, no. So I was like, well, this is devastating. So then he says, um, your total day is 1789. And I just had gotten my tips from work that day, which happened to be all in loonies. So I said, uh, I am so sorry to do this, but I will be paying all in loonies today. So he's holding out his hand and I'm counting one by one my loonies and he starts laughing and I'm like, yeah, I'm that person paying for condoms in loonies. Like I'm such a fucking loser. I don't even need these condoms. I'm not going to get laid. Then he laughed again, asked me if I wanted a bag. And I was like, you know what? No, I'll put him in my purse because it's more discreet that way. And then he just told me to have a nice day. And I was like, I am so sorry you had to interact with me today. It wasn't until I got home that I actually looked at the box and saw which kind it chose, which was Sensi Thin, ribbed for her pleasure, which I think probably was a good pick because it's nice and thin, so it feels like he's barebacking, so that'll make him happy. And I'm assuming the ribbed thing will play a little part in my satisfaction as well, so yay, yay for me. So, um, despite how much of a loser I sound from that uh, sad tale that I just told, I did, however, wait for it. Last weekend, I got laid by a man, like a real live man with arms and a face and everything. Like I was laying in my bed, just casually swiping through Tinder when I came across this boy just covered in tattoos. And I'm like, yes, because guys with tattoos are really good at eating vagina. I don't know how the two relate, but it just does. I've tested it many times. So I actually ended up seeing him outside of a bar on the, on the weekend. He was eating a poutine and I'm like, oh my God, give me a bite. And he was like, no. And then he just like walked away and him denying me of like fatty gravy covered foods just drove me insane. Like I had to have him and, and I did have him. He came over only to be greeted by like all my roommates and my friend and my dog because I was downstairs checking my vagina, making sure it was sex ready. So like we talked and shit and then the main event happened and like I was so raring to go. I could not stop thrusting. I swear I had a magnet in my vagina and his pubes were like steel wool because I just could not stop humping him. And then he was like on top of me and I'm still swimming around and he pushes down my chest and he looks in my eyes and he says, relax I'm fucking you and then I was all like clean up in the mattress aisle because my vagina had just exploded like one of those like gushers those like fruit snack commercials it was a packed house and not one dry eye if you get my drift it was so freaking hot I've never experienced anything like that before and then he was all like oh like talk dirty to me and then I panic like I always do and I'm like garbage and then he looks at me and he goes dumpster and I was like oh my god like for some reason that turned me on and I'm like gum off the sidewalk and then we continued to consummate our one night stand unless he'd like to be like a return customer which I'm totally fine with and then the next day I went into work with a hickey and my fellow employees gave me a round of applause and then the best part was that there was this 92 year old lady customer and she comes in like almost every day and she overheard me saying like it's just like I just burned myself with my strainer I swear and she's like yeah right honey takes one to know one you go get it girl and now I hope to grow up to be exactly like 
that woman. So I also sent uh, set my Tinder to be for both like men and women because like you never know. I don't know. I guess it's time to explore. Except that like I'm a little nervous because I don't really know what to do down there. And everyone's like, just do what you like. But I'm like, like I can braid my own hair. But when I have to braid someone else's hair, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I feel like eating a vag would like be kind of like the same thing so but like we'll see what happens right like seize the day munch the puss whatever but yeah I'm kind of excited to see what kind of adventures I'll find myself in as, as a newly single woman and I'm really excited to share them with you and uh, I'm sure I'll find myself in a lot of terribly awkward situations but uh, that'll just make you feel better about yourself one Chelsea Grace prom at a time bye